Hi there! Welcome to the Healing Unscripted podcast, where we talk about all of the complicated, beautiful, infuriating aspects of healing. I'm Megan, and I am so glad you're here. Hello there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to a very special episode of the Healing Unscripted podcast. Why is this episode so special, you ask? Because I am finally making an episode about internalized shame. So a few weeks ago, I had a TikTok video about internalized shame go viral, and ever since, I've been meaning to make a podcast episode that goes more in-depth about what internalized shame is, where it comes from, and how to heal from it. So today is that day. (laughs) So what is internalized shame? Essentially, it is this feeling that who we are as a person is inherently wrong bad, defective, or broken. Internalized shame tells us that we are incorrect in some fundamental way because shame is all about feeling bad about who we are. If that feels familiar, ask yourself if you also deal with these problems. Difficulty making decisions because you don't trust yourself. Difficulty expressing anger so it often turns inward and becomes self-loathing. Fear of doing, saying, or being the wrong thing. Feeling like you don't know who you are. Feeling like you don't know how to be normal like everyone else. These are common signs of internalized shame because if you think about each one, what it's a, what's at the core? The fear that who we are is wrong. Something I want to be sure to point out uh, is that shame is not the same as guilt, which is all about feeling bad about something we've done. Guilt is about our actions, whereas shame is about who we are. So guilt can be useful to a certain capacity. It can tell us that we've done something that doesn't line up with our values. Shame is not useful. Shame just makes us feel wrong. So why do many of us deal with internalized shame? Where does it come from? When shame is internalized, it comes from within us. But I don't believe we're born feeling shame. I think we learn it and internalize it when we hear it from an outside source. There are a lot of outside sources that can provide us with plenty of shame. Society at large is responsible for a lot of shame, especially among historically oppressed groups like women, black folks, and the LGBTQ community. Our society is built to make certain people feel like they are less than. And even if these messages are subtle, we internalize them as children. As an adult, if you experience something racist or homophobic, you can acknowledge that the other person is doing something wrong, not you. But as a kid, you're wired to assume that adults are looking out for you and that they are correct. So when they do or say things that hurt you in some way, you tend to assume that you are the problem, not them. And this message sticks. When shame comes from outside of ourselves, you know, aka when it's not internalized, We might be able to reason with it, to remind ourselves that we have inherent value and worth as human beings, and even if we've done something wrong, our worth doesn't change. However, when that shame is internalized and it comes from within, it's much harder to argue with the shame in a convincing way. On a deep emotional level, shame that has been internalized feels true. And even if we're able to argue with it logically, logic rarely impacts our deepest feelings. So, what, we're doomed to deal with internalized shame forever? Well, yes and no. I know you were probably expecting me to say, of course not, it's totally possible to heal, and healing is possible. But I don't want to give you an unrealistic picture of what learning, unlearning internalized shame looks like. 
The truth is it can be a lifelong process. And even when you've unlearned your internalized shame, it may still require ongoing work to prevent it from taking hold again. If this makes you feel hopeless, I understand. <laughs> it makes me feel hopeless sometimes too. But just because something requires ongoing work, that doesn't make it any less valuable or valid. I mean, think of your car. It needs gas on a regular basis, and it needs regular service, but those needs don't make it any less valuable or worthwhile. The same is true of you and your shame. Just because you'll likely have to work at reducing your shame for a very long time, that doesn't mean you aren't making progress or it isn't worth it. Okay, so how can we work on our shame? What are some of the healing tools that effectively reduce shame? Well, the biggest and most effective tool is also the most difficult one, and that's learning to separate your internalized shame from the truth about who you are, which is a lovable, worthwhile, naturally good human being. I know, I told you it was going to be hard. So how in the world do we do this? I recommend simply starting by identifying shame when it pops up. Whether it's a thought like, what's wrong with me? Or an emotion like feeling like you have no solid identity. Learn to pause and say, hmm, that's shame, isn't it? When you start, that's all you have to do. But then, once you start getting good at spotting your shame, you can start validating it. So I don't mean listening to it or accepting it as true. I mean being understanding and accepting of your experience. You can start saying things to yourself like, wow, you're holding on to a lot of pain, aren't you? Or, I see you. I won't ignore you. Let's work this out together. In my experience, if you can validate an emotional experience, it immediately loses a lot of its potency. It becomes much more manageable, understandable, and less scary. So let's practice that in our guided meditation. First, I want to say thank you so much for listening. I can't tell you how much it means to me to know that you're out there. And second, if you want to reach out to me to chat about internalized shame, or if you want to follow me on TikTok, I will put all of that information in the show notes. Please don't hesitate to reach out. I really love hearing from you all. Okay. Let's start with a nice deep breath in through the nose. Hold it for just a moment and then release as slowly as you can through the mouth. I want you to imagine a ruby, a large one, the size of your hand. I want you to hold it, feel its weight, and observe the way the light plays off its deep red hue and faceted design. I want you to imagine that this ruby is always with you. Sometimes you hold it, other times it just sort of floats nearby, but it's always there no matter what. As a kid, you noticed immediately that everyone else had diamonds or sapphires or emeralds. Not a single ruby, ever. At first it was okay. Everybody's different after all. But then you started to wonder why you were so different. And your mind went wild, filling the blanks. Your gem is different because you're bad. It's different because something is wrong with you. If you were built right, you would have come with a normal gem. Literally no one else has a ruby. How could that not be a bad thing? Being unique is fun, but being alone is not. And you are deeply, deeply alone. You spend years hating your gem, hating yourself. You are filled with grief and rage and fear. 
but on the surface you try your best to act normal because everyone is already just waiting for you to act different since you have such a different gem. Eventually, you don't know who you are anymore. The chasm between how you feel and how you act has swallowed you whole and you don't see any way forward anymore. So you sit in the dark at the bottom of the chasm, holding your ruby and watching the sparse light glint off its edges. And then you throw it. As hard as you can, you throw it and hope it never comes back. But a moment later, it pops into existence by your side. You are furious and sad and maybe just a tiny bit glad. It's the only thing you know, after all, life with a ruby. You sit at the bottom of that chasm for a while. Maybe it's a few hours, maybe it's a few years. You aren't even sure, but eventually you start to use the ruby to climb out. You use the reflections of light to find a path upward. You use the sharp edges to create handholds in the rock on particularly steep sections of the path. You don't love being this different, weird, ruby person, but you don't hate it anymore either. You find your way to the top, feel the sunshine on your face and look down at your ruby. It's weird and different and it makes you feel lonely sometimes, but it's you and it's beautiful. Peace be with you.